0: everyone and you're very welcome to this it's week's Roscommon GA memories with myself Aidan Raftree and Ray Lannan former Roscommon goalkeeper and this week we're talking about the 1977 Connacht senior football final between Roscommon and Galway and I suppose you could say Ray that this was a another typical Roscommon-Galway game always always a passionate affair when there's something at stake like a like a kind of title.
1: It was Aidan it, it was a Good game, tight game. Um, Roscommon and Galway played in 1976 Connacht final, and it went to a replay in uh, Tuam and uh, Galway. Got past Roscommon in the replay in Tume in 76. Mind you, Roscommon didn't have Dermot Early in 76. He was on duty with the Defence Forces in Lebanon, so he was a massive loss. You can imagine what influence he would have been had he been available to Roscommon in 76. They probably would have won in 76. Would have been a brilliant thing if he was around, but unfortunately, the late great Dermot Early uh, had, you know, his work came first at that stage in his, his life, and uh, Roscommon uh, missed him badly. And it, we Roscommon only knew his. Influence. If if there was any doubt about his influence in '77, when he had a, a majestic game for Roscommon, Aidan in the Connacht final that uh, that ended up with Roscommon winning, he scored nine points. Uh, Dermot Early did, which was a fantastic. it was a fantastic uh, achievement anyway by, by Dermot Early um, in the in the Connacht final of '77,
0: That's it. And I suppose be, between these two teams, you know, both teams, all Roscommon and Galway, always have very talented players, and that's kind of thanks to the, um, I suppose, the uh, the nursery. In in Roscommon and Galway. Like in Galway, you have St. Jarrett's, you have St. Mary's, and, uh, you know, traditional clubs as well in Galway. And then in Roscommon, I suppose, there's the CBS. And really, if you're playing for, I think if you're playing for those colleges' teams like Jarrett's and St. Mary's and Roscommon CBS, it's kind of a pathway into playing county football, like uh, getting into the minor team. And that's, uh, you know, most players kind of take from there. Once you get into the minors, then there's the other. And that's, that's the pathway to the senior in years to come. So you know, when you look back over the years like you know, when we were when we were in secondary school, when we were playing colleges, you know, the, the, the kind of the quality of players that came came through both in Charlotte's and in St. Mary's and in Riscum and then Riscum and CBS. There were some some fantastic players over the years that came through, so it's no it's no surprise that these get a game between these two sides always throws up a magical performance between
1: them. Yeah, At nurseries like Saint, um, you know, Jarrett's and Saint Marys and Galway Hume CBS, Saint Gerald's and Castlebar, Saint Colmes and Clare Morris. They won All Irelands in the seventies. Um, Moat Carmelite, and Moat Mills, and Langford. Um, all of those schools, there's common CBS, they're all great nurseries. They're, there's a whole lot of talk nowadays about, you know, centres of excellence and all of these sort of talks, uh, you know, infrastructure of centres of excellence, building pitches and building uh, facilities, which is great. But the, the centres of excellence were the secondary schools, Eden, and in fact, the schools as well, because they fed into the clubs. You were
0: saying about the centre of excellence, um, you know, that that, that was the, um, the centre of excellence is now, but... Uh, in those days, like you just said there, it's it was the, the the colleges were the, the centres of excellence in those days, wasn't it?
1: Well, it it was, and, and you'd hope that it still is. You know, you'd hope that football and hurling would be still played and trained at a high level in, in the colleges, and I, I'm sure it is. Like, I've lost touch, obviously, with secondary schools, um, but I'm no, I've no doubt that the level of interest and commitment and intensity applied by the players and the coaches in, in, in the schools is as good as it was 20, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Um, I know St Mell's, for example, in Longford has lost its boarding facility, which is a massive loss because they were always... Bringing in five or six players from Leitrim or Westmeath, Roscommon to play with St. Mel's and Longford. St. Jarlott's as well had a big tradition of bringing in Roscommon players, like Derek Duggan, Paul Staunton uh, played for them. Um, they had other players as well They came in from Donegal, uh, you know, Leslie McGettig in the 80s. So, like, Jarlett's had Mayo guys as well, Mark Butler they were able to bring them in because they boarded school facility in, but they're all gone now. But nonetheless, those those schools like Roscommon, CBS, St Aloysius, and Atlone, St Mel's and Longford, um, Boyle, as well as St Mary's and Boyle, the, you, you would hope that those colleges um, would would continue the great tradition that they have of providing players to the Roscommon team. At um, Castlereagh, as well, Aidan, Castlereagh has produced an awful lot of players in their secondary school. So, uh, central Actions are great, but ultimately, if you your Primary school is is coaching well with the and I know the lads, Ollie Lennon, these guys, Willie Hegarty, all those guys at co- co- schools level and coaching, they're doing tremendous work all over Roscommon and more people as well. I can't name them all, but I'm just naming them as a few are doing tremendous work in the schools, secondary schools as well, is so important. So, anywhere Aiden where you can get um, the skill sets uh, honed and practiced at a high level and introducing high performance and if you can get your secondary schools performing high like the St Mary's of Galway St Charlotte's were a feeder school for Galway Muscommon uh, CBS St Aloysius and at Atlone at Community College in Melz and Langford, Strokes and Boyle Cassery El they were all feeder Teams, uh, colleges for Roscommon. So, it's the schools. Great point. The schools are so important. Uh, when I was in Mills in Longford, like up to about eighteen years of age, like the, the level of play that you would have in there was multiples higher than you would with your school, with your club team. You know, um, you would. You, your father Peter Burke, for example, was he was. Esteemed as a colleges coach right through the 70s and 80s, and St. Mel's led them to numerous Leinster football championships, an All Ireland Hogan Cup win, an All Ireland Hogan Cup final. They beat St. Mary's of Galway in Hyde Park in 1987. I was at that game, and I was also at the final in '88 down in Clonus, where they lost to St. Colman's and Uri by a point. Now, Luke Dolan was playing for Mel's in '88 from Strokestown, and Luke Dolan was a phenomenal player, great, great player, as was Owen Donlan in '87. So there was a connection there, and of course, St. Charlotte's, St. Colm's had a guy called James McCartan wonder whatever happened to him of course he yeah, went on he to did. win two all out with, with Downs so, oh yeah look at those schools Ed and you talk about Armagh Pats of Armagh Pats of Mahara St Colmes and Uri Abbey CBS and Uri uh, so they, they're all Pats of Cavan they're all schools OMA CBS That provide oh, the Tyrones the Armaghs with the players and the Downs that go on to be great players Dermot McNichol for example past Marra. Marat provided so many great players like you know the Anthony Tolles uh, and they're like St. Jarlott's and St. Mary's and Colise de Cree and Cork secondary school is massively important for county football
0: that's it, because, I mean, when you look at it, I suppose, with Gerald's, I mean, Derek Duggan went there, as we know, and played, played very well, and, of course, he, he got on it. the Roscoman panel because because of his talent, um, you know, in 91, and we all know the incredible season he had. I suppose yourself and Connor Kennelly will be notable on the same L's team, um, you know, that they went on and played county minor and, and under 21 and senior for Roscoman, and I suppose... For Galway then you had the likes of Derek Savage and some players like that, I suppose what Sean player all these players, Shea Fahey you know, they they all came into Galway teams as well. And uh, you know, that there were there were always gifted players coming from all those colleges, both in Wisconsin yeah. and in uh, and
1: in ninety two Aiden. The Ruscoma minor team in '92. There were six guys there on the Ruscoma minor team on the minor team that played for St Mells in Longford. Now we didn't win the Leinster championship. We were beaten in the semi-final. We were a decent team. We lost by a point in the semi-final to Port Arlington. But the six players, like you know, that was the the bit, like that was the backbone of the Roscommon minor team. You know, like I was in goals, Richie Glover, Russell O'Callaghan Dermot Washington, Donald Carroll. Um, Conor Canelli, you know there was there was if you've got five or six, Keith Murphy. So there's seven players that played for for Mels. It was on the minors. That's a massive, uh, if you like, it's like having seven club players on a county team. And it's it's a massive, big boost straight away because everybody knows each other inside out and it's a great understanding and a camaraderie. And then on top of that, there was five or six, seven guys from the CBS in Roscommon, and then there was four or five guys from Aloysius in Athlone. So it was a very tight knit team because you had you, you had three nearly banks of five or six from, from three schools which was which was brilliant Aiden, you know, and, and that's what brought that team in 92 because it wasn't really a high uh, uh, it wasn't tipped to do that well in 92 but we were a very tight knit team and tight knit group and it came down to Having the the, the the players from from those schools, like you know, the three three or four schools that that that, that provided the players, you know, which all that winter training and all that commitment you did over the winter from September right until March or April when the school season finished, was a great. Uh, if you like uh, propellant to Noel O'Brien and the minor management, when when we all came back to play for the minor team, everybody was at a very high level of fitness and very high level, uh, uh, high standard of play because we're after coming from a high standard of play in in, in college football, and it's the same as well, Aidan, for players playing at Sigerson Cup level. Like, you know, you see all the greatest Scotland players played Seekers and Cup down the years. You know, know, Derek Duggan played for Trench Cup for Sligo. Tony McManus was one of the greatest Seekers and Cup players of all time for UCD. Um, Paul Staunton, Brian Morgan with UCG. I think they played with UCG. So, like... County football in, um, what what colleges football and Hogan Cup football is to minor football, Sigerson Cup then is to county senior and it's great to have players operating at Sigerson Cup, like Niall Daly, for example, won a Sigerson Cup with UCC, which was a great achievement as well. So it's great to have players playing at the Hogan Cup level and great to have players playing Sigerson Cup because it can only help your county teammate at the end of the day can. That's
0: it, and of course, uh, it, it would have been no different back in seventy-seven uh, with with Roscommon and Galway. It would have been the same thing, you know, the CBS and St Gerald's and you know, Tum CBS, and then uh, colleges like that. It would have been the same. There would have been a lot of those
1: players on both sides that day that would have uh, come through the college system in those colleges. Oh, I've no doubt about it. And even in you have to look back at in Roscommon, a lot of Roscommon players went to the Diocesan College down in Sligo, down in Summerhill. So if you can look back through history, you see a lot of players would have gone to Summerhill. James Cox there played for Wiscoman in the 60s and 70s. He was from Ruski. He went to Summerhill. PJ Shine from Clannagale, he went to Summerhill. So a lot a lot of those was common players went to Summerhill because that sort of was the Diocesan College and that's where they went. And the Summerhill College was a great nursery in kind Connaught of football as well. It, it was on, in the shadow of, of the St. Mary's and uh, if you like St. us uh but it, it every so often summerhill would come with the, with the team that would win the county kind of championship you know and it provided players to Roscommon and Sligo over the years not so much now because it doesn't have the boarding facility but um i think i think in some respects the bigger you see new teams coming on the block in college football like you know um some of navan came through like they were never heard tell of you know, until about twenty-five years ago. You know, they—they—they they, they would. Pat O'Rourke was the teacher there. He brought them up, but they weren't really. A big team in Leinster in college, fo- but football. But but they have become that because they have the centre population up there and now, and I would have great coaches there, with Colin O'Rourke and Porrick Nolan as well, manage uh, Kildare and Offaly, and of course they would never have relied on borders. They would have relied on their day boys, you know. So new new teams that wouldn't have been figuring are coming up now because it's sort of like a. A level playing field in colleges football, Aidan. Because let's face it, when there was a boarding facility, a lot of the top uh, secondary schools were nurseries for football, and it attracted top players to go to those schools not alone to study
0: that's it because I think those colleges the likes uh, you know those colleges they offered um, you know the best kind of or potentially the best uh, footballers there was scholarships as well to go
1: to Jarretts and St Mary's and, and colleges like that uh, in those days as well well there was well a lot of scholarships were tied to acad- academic achievement I don't know if there was ever a scholarship for football and prowess maybe there was but, but I'm not certain about that but it was always a great place to go to for a top player um, you never hear about uh, colleges offering scholarships for foot, purely football and purposes maybe they did but you wouldn't you wouldn't hear about it I don't think you know because it wouldn't be it wouldn't it wouldn't for a start like it wouldn't be the right thing you know if, if 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 it did happen I don't know if it did or not but it wouldn't be in the GA's ethos to be having players going to secondary schools just for the purposes of playing football a lot of them went, to foot, went there because there were, that was their diocesan college like for example there was common players went to Sligo because that was the diocesan college Similarly with Mayo went to tune because I was at the Austin College, um, and Galway as well had players. So, you know, it, it would have been an attractive place for parents to send their children if they were good footballers, because they know they were... It's like sending them to a top-class academy, isn't it? Like, But um, yeah. in the seventy-seven final, Aiden, Roscommon beat Galway by... It was one point in the end, and that nine-point display by Dermot Early was terrific, you know. It, it really propelled Roscommon to victory Aidan and you think about Dermot Early we look at all those games in the 70s where he almost single handedly won matches for Roscommon it was incredible we've spoken about him so often every time we do a, a programme where Roscommon come through in the 60s 70s or 80s who's there front and centre only the late great Dermot Early
0: that's it and uh, I mean uh, that goes to show you how gifted a player he is because he, he was kind of elevated um, you know I suppose his uh, his reputation goes before him because uh, you know all the qualities he did have his leadership qualities and many other qualities his physicality but also I think that year as well um, that day against Galway as well like we just said earlier on in the interview there you know, the um the spine of the interview or the spine of the team was probably the winning of the the game too for Scotland, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, absolutely. Like if you look at the team, Jerry O'Dowd is in gold, he's from Boyle. And then you had Harry Keegan, cornerback, Pat Lindsay and Tom Heenan. So there's a terrific full back line. Tom Donlin, Richard DeBurn, and Danny Murray. Like and Tom Donlin and Danny Murray did an awful lot of damage to Galway that day coming up from the half back line, attacking. And then you had Martin McDermott and Amy McManus senior midfield. Great, great partnership. And then right half forward, Dermot Early, then Mickey Frayne, centre forward and Tony Mack, left half. and Then John O'Connor, Patsy Cox and Mickey Menton. The subs were Mike Keegan, John O'Gara and Martin Dolphin. So like, look at the players, Aidan, they're unreal players. You know, some of the greatest players that ever played for a scumman, you could say. I'd say in that team, in my opinion, you probably have four, five, six of the best players that ever played for a in that team. Harry Keegan, Pat Lindsay, Danny Murray, Dermot Early. Mickey Fray and Tony McManus, John O'Connor. I'd say those seven or eight Aiden. Imagine saying that you have seven or eight of the best players that ever played for us, Common, in the one team on that day. You know. Yeah. That, you uh, know. You look at our, our team now. Our team now is, is is okay, but we we don't have we don't have those um, uh, tier A player. You know, real category A player. Maybe Donnie Smith. And at the moment, Cairne are the only players who are playing at a level that you could say they'd be competing for a place on the top teams in Ireland. You know, that's unfortunate. Again, I hope that the Roscommon team that we have at the moment improves and gets gels and is more cohesive and, if you like, goes up another level if they can. I I don't know if they can. I, I hope they do, and I think we all hope that they will. But if you look at it back in that 77 team, we're actually looking at a team here, Aidan, where if arguably six of, if you were picking the best-risk best common team of the last 100 years, six or seven of these guys would probably be on it, you know, along with six or seven from the 43 and 44 team. You know, that's, that's how good we're, we're talking about this team here in 77. You know, absolutely brilliant players. And, and in many respects, genius is the words being bandied about by some of them, like Jigger O'Connor, Tony McManus, Mickey Frayne. Like Mickey Frayne scored a goal and two points in the seventy-seven final. He scored two goals in in the seventy-eight final. You could call Mickey Frayne Aiden a striker. That's what he was, a striker. If the ball came in the square, twenty-five yards out in the square, Mickey Frayn was thinking about goal. And he had that killer instinct. You know, once he got in on goal, it was in the back of the net. Same with Tony McManus, Michael Finneran. They had the killer instinct. They had that level of belief in themselves to go and actually, uh, if you like, composure to take the big scores. Dermot Early, the same. He scored nine points. A lot of them were frees, but he had the composure in to settle the team down by picking off points in pressure situations, and that's what rallied Roscommon through in this game because this was a game that they, you know, they were struggling for a long time. Like at half time in this game, Aidan Galway led by two, four to five points, five point uh, um, deficit for Roscommon. So it was played on the. Uh, the 10th of July, 1977, in Dr. Hyde Park in Roscommon Town, the game was played um, before an attendance of 18,000 people. And the referee was Tommy Morden of Leitrim. Uh, Roscommon won by one twelve to 2-8. And the Galway goals came from Roscommon errors, unfortunate errors, with their two kicks charged down, which resulted in Brian Talty profiting with two goals. So in the first half, Roscommon missed a penalty. They had a goal disallowed. And the goal, Galway goalkeeper, Gay Mitchell, made a number of brilliant saves. And Galway managed just one point from play in the second half. It just shows how good our defence was, and Roscommon th- thoroughly deserved their victory, having scored one goal and four points from play in the second half, together with four Dermot Early frees. So it was Roscommon's first win in a Connacht final since
0: 1972 That's it, and I suppose yeah sorry I was just saying there we we were saying kind of because we we covered other matches with this more or less this this kind of generation of players and we always said um, you know if these players were playing now they'd they'd hold their their own in in, in the current team as well wouldn't they because I suppose you could say that those players were timeless like they'd play well in any era you know and when you think about I suppose tactically as well like you know the blanket defence and the the um, yeah, you, you know, the blanket defence and things like that and the sweeper system, you know, they'd, they'd still hold their own in, in, in modern day football, which is which is a testament to the, the qualities and the skills that they have. They
1: would eat and not alone would they hold their own, they'd be dictating terms. I think if this was common team was available now it'd be Kerry, Dublin and, and Roscommon would be the three teams that people would be talking about for the All-Ireland. It'd be the Rus- this Roscommon team. Like, this Roscommon team from 77 to 80 was one of the, you know, it was a tremendous team. It's like, if unfortunately didn't win in All-Ireland, they deserved to win in All-Ireland. They were lucky in 1980. We missed freeze. We had bad, bad refereeing decisions. Really bad. Freeing decisions against us, and we have just unfortunately. Like Kerry made some great saves, like Paddy O'Shea, Lord of Mercy made a great save. I think uh, from John O'Gara and then Jigger O'Connor shot was saved by Charlie Nelligan. Roscommon were just very, very unlucky. This team was very unlucky not to win an All Ireland. Ed, and they were they were really uh, a brilliant uh, side. And um, you know, seventy seven was the first of four kind of championship victories. Can you imagine, like Roscommon beat Galway and Mayo, both of them, four years in a row? Like that's incredible. Like if you, if you if you think about Roscommon beat Mayo Galway eighty to win the Connacht Championship. Like that's against Galway Mayo. That's like that's incredible. Leave if you look looking back on it. Like if you won two victories in a row against Mayo and Galway, you'd be saying see yourself. Aren't we doing tremendously well? Because let's face it, Mayo and Galway are strong counties. They're second and third biggest counties in Ireland, and they're pop they've massive populations both of them. Like Mayo particularly is a fully football county really let's face it apart from a couple of clubs in East Mayo, Balianas, uh, torine it's a football fanatic county. Galway, okay let's face it, East Galway, North Galway and the city is football to a large extent. South Galway less play football but still at the same time they have a far bigger population than football than Roscommon would have you know so to beat those two counties four times in a row in the 70s it's just when you put that in context it's 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 remarkable like you know if you put the top teams like Dublin and, and, and Kerry to play Mayo and Galway eight times would they beat them eight times in a row you know I doubt it. I really,
0: you know. if, if you look, if you look at this Roscommon team of, of this era as well, you know, it wasn't just one or two leaders. You could see. It was, there was captains there was 15 captains from one right through to 15 everyone was a leader on the on the pitch Um, you know whereas maybe on, on other teams there might have been you know just one standout player that would be a true leader but I mean you know Roscommon in those times they, they had 15 leaders and that that, that can helps as well especially in tight spots you know against the quality teams like Galway and Mayo and the carries and things like that and that, that's what you know that comes to the fore in tight games like
1: that Absolutely, and if you look through this common team like Harry Keegan, Pat Lindsay, Tom Heenan, three leaders. Tom and Danny Murray, there's five leaders. Mark McDermott, him and McManus, seven leaders. Dermot Early, Mickey Frey and Tony Mac. You know... John O'Connor, Mickey Minterpads. You've have, you have leaders all over the field. You've when you talk about leaders, you know that once the ball goes into their direction, you know they're going to win their battle, or they're going to win their battle most of the time, and and they have the ability to rally the team. And that's that's one thing that you know we call for the Scrum and team at the moment. And let's let's see more leaders. Let's can we have more leadership, real drive, real guts, real determination? You know, to stand up in the same way as Donny Smith is and. Caird Murta are you know they are really showing leadership Aidan they're going out and winning their own ball they're taking on their men they're being pulled down they're taking scores from freeze they're taking scores from play it's a joy to watch Dorney Smith and Caird and playing football at the moment and if we can get seven or eight more of the Scammon team a current team coming up to that level you never know you know you'd never know what they could do and it's. I think it's. You know, if they get that belief into themselves, that to go out and play without fear, and to go out and to, um, you know, give it everything and and uh, believe in themselves more. I think. I think this is. You know, they've been in under twenty one finals. They've won Connaught kind of minors Connaught kind of under Three One. So, I think this Westcommon team isn't far away. If that ingredient that Dorney Smith and Kieran Murta has can filter down through the team and, and that team that you mentioned there Aiden in 77 they had that leadership that belief that confidence in abundance and the fans had the belief and faith in them to do that you know the, the fans how many times in the 70s was this first team in a losing position or in a, in a in a dodgy looking position and they would just come up another year that's what they do in 79 against Mayo in the Connett final they were drawing and losing and 15 minutes ago they just they they just go into another gear you know like um, you see in the at- athletics you see the great runners in say in a 10,000 metre run you know they'll be they'll, they'll, they'll stay with the all of a sudden they'll kick for home the great runners Algarouge Saeed Owita you know Yifter the Shifter all those great runners from down the years they were just you know they just keep- Kick for home away from the from the rest of the field. There'd be just so mu- there's so much ability to to do that. Roscommon football team in the seventies did that as well. They'd stay with the other team, Their other teammates stay with them for you know for fifty minutes. But the last twenty minutes, Roscommon would just you know fly away, and and that was the genius of that Roscommon team. The fans Aidan, had so much belief in them. They knew, it doesn't matter. They didn't, once it was 15 minutes ago, they knew Roscommon would just kick on, maybe score 1-4 without reply or whatever, like they did in 1980 in Tune. It was 10 points apiece between themselves and Galway. 15 minutes ago, go, Roscommon scored 1-4. It just blitzed Galway the last 15. And that's what the fans had... It- in that team that belief because the players had the belief that had the ability and, and and as I said we're looking here this Roscommon team in 77 with arguably 6-7 to seven of the greatest footballers that ever played for Roscommon it's it's brilliant to look back and admire that team Aiden, you know and Dermot Airely as I said scored 9 points but just in the story of the game itself Galway dominated the first half possession wise the opening 10 minutes was a hectic uh, game It was with play switching forward and back and end to end rapidly in the fourth minute of the game Galway got the first Brian Talty their young midfielder blocked down a Harry Keegan clearance kick and he gathered the ball and he put it past Gerry O'Dowd in the Roscommon goal so it was an example of perseverance by Brian Talty Gerry O'Dowd was from Boyle he was a good goalkeeper played in 77 and um Brian Talty, of course, went on to become a selector with Roscommon in in 19, 2001 with John Tobin, and John Tobin played for Galway in this final as well. So there's a little bit of connection as well. Twenty four years later. Brian Talty and John Tobin were on the Roscommon sideline, and beating Galway over in Shume that famous day when Shamey Neal scored a couple of points and Luke Dolan or uh, Frankie Dolan got a goal and Nigel Denine got a goal. And Roscommon performed one of their great um, championship ambushes. Nobody expected them to beat Galway that day in 2001, and they did. You know, and it was, it was you know, we've spoken so often about Roscommon winning matches. As underdogs, and we call them like ambushes because nobody saw it coming. But Roscommon are always capable of ambushing either Mayor or Galway, and any given, if, if Roscommon have a reasonable team, obviously, you know, like they did in Castlebar two years ago or in, in in Salt Hill two years ago, also. So um, that was a bad start for Roscommon, And then in, in the seventh minute, uh, John O'Connor, Roscommon half forward, was fouled in the square, but unfortunately, Mickey Frail missed the penalty. So those incidents really got the adrenaline going in the game. First government uh, cornerback Tom Heenan who later became player manager he had to go off injured with a dislocated thumb and he was replaced by Michael Keegan from Planet Gale and Michael did an excellent job marking John Tobin the goal with corner forward in the tenth minute, Gay Mitchell, the Galway goalkeeper, turned a Dermot Early pile driver over the bar, and in the twelfth minute, Liam Salmon went off with a broken nose. So Liam Salmon was a big loss to Galway because he was running at the Roscommon defence. So there you have it. Ed. And it's all happening in the first ten minutes. Penalty miss. Goal for goal, goal for Galway early pile driver, all of that happening. So, helter skelter in the first ten minutes is kind of final seventy
0: seven. That's it. And uh, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't you dream about seeing a game like that nowadays as well? Wouldn't you?
1: You know, that that kind of you know cut and thrust of uh, championship football. Well, I have to say, the the, the semi final in Castlebar two years ago, when Roscommon beat mm-hmm. Galway Mayo in in. In an ambush semi final, Carl Craig got the great goal, and like Hubert Darcy got a goal, or Ulton Harney got a goal as well. That was a great example of Roscommon coming in as underdogs and, and fighting. And, and if Roscommon can bring that level of fight that they had then, Aiden, into the Championship season this year, it'd be brilliant. I think I think everybody would be happy if the Roscommon team performed to that level, even if we didn't win. But if we performed that level where we go out, we show no fear, we bring the game to the opposition. You know, we carry the fight to them. We, we perform our skill set to a high level. Play as a team, be cohesive, be leaked Clinical without chances you know or a score taking you know that develop but play with the passion and that determination and those guts that we saw in 2019 from this team and if we can do that, I think every risk fan would say well fair play lads You've, all you, all you can ask of a team is to perform to the maximum of its ability and 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 what does a performance in, uh, encompass it encompass executing your skills uh, to a high level doing the basics well, you know, competing with your marker very well, you know, for forwards, it's about winning possession and laying it off, being, uh, if you like, um, cute and clever with the use of possession. It's one thing winning possession, it's another thing what are we going to do with the possession. It's been, you know, taking the score when it's on, laying it off, whatever which way, it's about taking the right option at the right time. And with our defence being T- t- uh, tight, tough uh, and, and, and and bringing that commitment that we saw in uh, Castle Bar two years ago and also in so-, so just the rest of the details of the game Aidan, I spoke earlier about Gay Mitchell, the Galway goalkeeper, making a few brilliant saves in the game and uh, one of those was from Dermot Early. Uh, he sent uh, a shot in, a fierce shot and Gay Mitchell turned it over in the 12th minute and, and then Liam Salmon went off with a, a broken nose, so he was a big loss to Galway and he had been running hard at was common defense, but by the 30th minute, the tempo had dropped. But points from Talty and TJ Gilmore kept Galway ahead. Then two frees and Dermot Early kept Roscommon in touch. In the 35th minute, Brian Talty scored his second goal when he blocked down a Richard O'Burn clearance kick and the ball skidded into the back of the net. Um before that, on the 26th minute, Roscommon had a goal that's allowed for a square ball infringement. So before halftime, Gay McManus for Galway pointed to give them a two-five to four points lead at the break, having played against the strong breeze. So it looked very ominous for Roscommon. You know, there were Sorry, it was 2-4 to 5 points. So they were five points down and they had to play against a breeze in the second half. But in the second half, Roscommon came out full of vigour and showed their fighting spirit, which took them past Sligo and Mayo in the earlier rounds. In the third minute of the second half, Dermot Early scored a free to reduce the deficit to four. On the fifth minute of the second half, Mickey Frayne scored a goal brought it down to two. He gathered possession and uh, from a breaking ball and he careered through the Galway defence and beat Gay Mitchell with a great shot. So a great goal from the team captain from Castellarie latching on to the breaking ball as I said. Um, and then Tony McManus leveled the score. So Roscommon were level early in the second half 5-1-2 which was absolutely brilliant. And then John O'Gara was brought on in the middle of the field in place of Mark McDermott and he was creating space by drawing TJ Gilmore the Galway midfielder all over the field. Those Roscommon backs were coming up the field on solar runs creating a threat in attack and this was epitomized by the runs of Tom Donlan and Danny Murray at right half back and left half back respectively. So from the thirteenth to the twentieth minute of the second half, Gay McMahon has scored three points for Galway and Drummond two frees from Roscommon together with a Mickey Frayne point from play. On the 31st minute of the second half, Early scored a free to give Roscommon the lead for the first time in the game. And this was cancelled out almost immediately by Tommy Joe Gilmore Point for Galway from 35 yards. But towards the end, Mickey Frayne took a ball from Tom Donlin and the 1972 All-Star captain of the team kicked over the winning score from 30 yards to give Roscommon victory. So the Roscommon half-back line had a very important role in the team's success together with John O'Gara coming into midfield, which changed the pattern of the game. For Galway, Brian Talty was the most impressive player scoring two goals and a point. And then Roscommon had great stalwarts in Harry Keegan, Tom Donlan, Emma McManus Sr., Mickey Frayne, Dermot Early, John O'Connor, John O'Gara. Pat Lindsay as well, who uh, shepherded um, Jimmy Duggan, the goblet full forward throughout the match. So it was a great victory for Escombe in 1977. um, And they lost narrowly in the All-Ireland semi-final to Armagh. But Dermot Early will be remembered for his nine points that he scored that day. Seven from freeze and two from play and uh, man of the match. And uh, so that's basically the the remainder of the story of the game from 19. 77 between Roscommon and Galway. And the Roscommon team was Jerry O'Dowd in goals, Harry Keegan, Pat Lindsay, Tom Heenan, Tom Don, and Richard O'Byrne, Danny Murray, Martin McDermott, A. McManus, Dermot Early, Mickey Frayne, Tony McManus, John O'Connor, Patsy Cox, Mickey Minton, and uh, Mike Keegan for Tom, Do- Tom Heenan, John O'Gara for Martin McDermott, and Martin Dolphin for Patsy Cox. So we just mentioned there, Aidan, about the new rule for uh, penalties and, and black cards. Yes, and I I think that the people that made it, they they are trying to improve the game and eradicate cynical play but I, I, I think they should go further I think that um, I think they should in my opinion I think in the rare occasions where there is absolutely no doubt of the fact that a player m- was most probably going to score a goal such as the Kieran McManus John Cavan incident I think a goal should be awarded rather than a penalty I think a goal should be awarded um, I think the player in that instance it may be you know it should be a red card as opposed to a black card you know I think I think and that would a straight red card like they have in soccer when, when you pull a man down who's bearing down on goal you know it's a red card and I think if a player is bearing down on goal in Gaelic football and he's cynically pulled down or dragged down I think a goal should be awarded and the player offending should be given a red card not this half-baked issue of a black card for the offending player and a penalty to the the attacker Um, I think it should be a goal for the player and a red card for the cynical foul. And I think it should be um, applied sparingly. If a referee has any doubt at all, if there's even one man back between the attacker and the goals, there should not be a red card. Um, you know, it should, and 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 the goal should, the, the, if you like, the penalty goal shouldn't be awarded. It's only in circumstances where there's absolutely no doubt, such as in the example I used: Sean Cavanagh, Kieran McManus, not Kieran, Connor McManus. Kieran McManus did roughly Connor McManus for Manan, where there was nobody between Connor McManus and the goals and the goalkeeper, and he was pulled down. In those circumstances, I say, give the guy the, the goal red card for the offending player. That would make players think twice, Aiden, about dragging fellas down. I think.
0: Yeah, that's it and I suppose really but some players in that you, you often hear them talking afterwards and they'll, they'll come up with the excuse oh well I had no choice but the, you do have a, you do have a choice in, in a way and I mean you, you, also on the black card I mean I, I was never a huge fan of it because it's nearly like a co- it's literally like a cop out for a referee because I mean yeah the player gets sent off but the play, another player can replace him so really there's no punishment
1: to the offending team um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's. I suppose we could talk about this for a long, long time, Aidan, and uh, uh, I hope that the GL will will come to the the right decision in relation to it later on. Um, and um, I wouldn't like to see it uh, staying in for too long. Anyway, this this new uh, black card penalty situation, um, I think it should be. I think they should have the the real measures of the red card and and a goal allowed. That's my opinion, but only in exceptional circumstances. Um, there are situations say for example you see a lot of penalties given away where cornerback will drag down a man in the penalty area when he knows the guy is going to score the cornerback does it because he knows, he knows there's no sanction against him other than a penalty and he's given his team a chance by conceding a penalty because otherwise it would be a goal you know so I think in these circumstances if cornerback is going to pull him down it should be a red card for the cornerback if he knows that the player is going to score I think there should be I think because the penalty and sanction is so harsh. I think it would focus minds and focus players' attention to not dragging fellas down, uh, because they should be thinking about staying on the pitch and trying to win the game at fifteen. With the, when the goal has gone in, that's right. There you go. That's the Scammond goal we had from seventy-seven. It's great to look back on game and a great win for Roscommon back then in, in, in 1977.
0: That's it, and uh, thanks very much for la- looking back on that game and Roscommon uh, are playing now Kerry in their last in the last game of the the league and hopefully they can get one one uh, win uh, obviously they lost their, their first two games but hopefully they can come out with a win in Dr. Hyde Park.
1: They, well I hope they, they come up the with a good per- I hope they come with a good performance Ed. You know that they yeah. you know I, I wouldn't be expecting them to win the game but if they can come out where all the players are playing to a Good level, and the team is playing yeah. you know, and that they can combine well, take their chances, compete very, very well with the Kerry team. That would be a success. I can't see them winning the game, but. Relative and, and first, in my opinion, metric of success is how do we perform? Have our team perform to a level that's acceptable at county level. And you you really need 11-12 of your player standard and playing well to say that the team has played well. Because anything below 11-12 players playing well means your team is, is in trouble. You know, you have too many... Underperforming, and uh, there can only be un- bad consequences as a result of that. For a good performance against Kerry, in good standards, in good state, and also for the relegation playoff that's going to happen the following week because we're in the relegation play-off at this stage. Um, so it's the all to play. We could be playing, you know, it's, it's all in the mix yet, you know, Donegal, Tyrone, Armagh, and, and Manan. It's, it's all to play teams yet so it it won't be an easy game whoever we get in the the relegation playoff but let's hope for good performance on Sunday that will set us up for that relegation playoff and then I hope we have our first team out in the relegation playoff and set us up to Galway then in the championship then shortly after at night park.
0: That's it. Well, thanks very much, Ray, for looking back on that 1977 Connacht Senior Football Championship between Roscommon and Galway. And we look forward to talking to you again next week to cover another game from the past. No bother, Ed. You're welcome. No problem. Thanks very much. And that was Ray Lannan, former Roscommon goalkeeper. And uh, we were looking back at the 1977 Connacht Senior Football Championship final between Roscommon and Galway.